All right, so I'm gonna just go ahead and start doing some announcements here as people are, are finding their place. Uh, good morning, my name's Dusty. I'm one of the pastors here at the Yakima Vineyard. Just wanna welcome everybody. Um, if you're new here, you can see that we had some, some drinks and some snacks and stuff here for before service. If you need to find a bathroom, up those stairs, and then on the left, you'll find the bathrooms. Um, if you need a uh, American with Disabilities bathroom, that's on the ground floor here. And then we also ask if you don't need that type of bathroom, that you would keep it open for those who do, because we just want to have that available for our friends who have difficulty navigating stairs. And there's been a few times in my life after having various different back surgeries that I was one of those people. So I like fully empathize. Um, a couple of announcements of some stuff coming up. June 5th, we are going to be having Sunday, 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 Sunday. <laughs> you can find your seat, but you'll only need the edge. I do announcements sometimes at the middle school, too, so <laughs> they always know when it's me. I usually make some kind of nerd joke. Um, so Sunday, Sunday, June 5th, after service, super excited about it. It'll be fun. We talked about doing the whole big trough thing, but then decided, you know, we're not that far out from everything being cross-contaminated, so we're just, we're, we'll avoid that. Five-step prayer model. This is starting next week. If you are interested in doing this, which I know a number of you have expressed interest, could you please um, introduce yourself to my friend Kat here, my friend Bob back there? If you could tell them that you are interested, that, hey, I want to do this, I'm coming, I'll be there. It's going to be the 15th, 22nd, and 29th of May at 9 a.m. So we encourage you to come and do that. It's going to be up in the conference room right up there. So that's going to be your spot where you guys will meet. Men's breakfast. This coming Saturday will be a men's breakfast. It's every second Saturday of the month. So if you're ever wondering, hey, I wonder if there's a men's breakfast this week. It's the same Saturday every month. So there's a consistency thing that we're shooting for there. So I'd encourage you, if you're a dude, come. Last time we had lots of pancakes and bacon and not enough mouths to shove them in. So I would really encourage you to show up and be there. And now is my pleasure and honor to introduce my good friend. I'm going to go with Katrina this morning. I was feeling, I was feeling Katrina for some reason. My good friend Katrina. Oh, she's putting her mic on. Are you, do, you, do I need to stall just a little bit longer? So, three, a priest, a rabbi, and, no. No. Okay, all right. I, I got that on quickly. Yes. Okay. Am I good? All right. Good morning. I'm going to start out. Um, I am a mother. I have two children, and um, almost 15, and just turned 12. And um, I found some, something sweet this morning that I wanted to share with you guys. One of the things that... Um, I loved about the idea of being a mom before I became a mom. The idea of being a mom, I'll just say that, because it's very different when you become a mom. <laughs> um, was I just had these dreams about um, how I was going to pray with my kids and teach them to listen to the Spirit and have them know the Bible and do Bible studies together. Thank you. 
um, do Bible studies together, and this memory popped up in Facebook this morning, and it was about seven years ago. And Abe says, Mom, can we pray? And I was like, yeah, sure. What do you need prayer for? No, Mom, what do you need prayer for? Oh, well, for my owies to go away. And he's like, eh, I don't pray like that. God, thank you for the poops, the peas, the farts. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> They're not here today, so I get to share these stories. <laughs> and then this one, uh, we just recently moved, and our stuff is everywhere in boxes. And one, my son came to me, and he uh, brought this card to me, and it says, Mom, I love you. And then the inside says, psych. You guys know what psych means, right? Like, just joking. I was like, these, these, these are the children that I grew in my belly. These are the children that I've given birth to in all of their sass and glory. <laughs> um, so this morning, um, I'm just going to be really transparent. Um, I had, I'm, I'm a bit of a planner. I'm a bit of an organizer. And um, I've known that I was going to be teaching on Mother's Day. And Mother's Day is kind of like the carte blanche. We're, we're not actually like on our normal teaching schedule. So I got a little bit of freedom and kind of sensing what the spirit is leading us in and what God has for us. And Last year, God was just like really clear with me, like, you know, teach on generational sin, trauma, and I was like, okay, do this. Um, but this year, I um, had specific words, but not real direction, and I probably wrote like five to six different messages for today, just like sensing like what the Spirit was doing, and every time it was like, nope, nope, nope. And so as time was going on, and I'm waiting for the Spirit and waiting for kind of guidance, it was not coming and I was waiting. It was Wednesday. It was Wednesday this week that God really clearly said, this is where we're going. Um, and there were some things that had transpired this week that God just really clearly showed me that he wanted me to share. So um, today, the, the message that I'm sharing, I entitled Glimpses of Hope in Suffering. So um, today, the direction that we're going to go in, I'm going to talk a little bit about suffering um, and define that and then share a little bit of my story. We're going to dig into scripture um, and then we're going to talk about how does it all tie together and what does this mean for us. So if we look at the dictionary definition of suffering, suffering is a weird word. I mean, I'm just going to say that. I don't know if anybody else feels like that, but it kind of feels like, sorry, you guys, it's not feeling like it's on. I keep feeling like it's falling off. Anyways, um, when we're describing the things that we go through in our lives, we don't usually use the word, I'm in deep suffering, right? Because it's, it's, for me, it feels a little dramatic. I'll be honest, like, when I use that word, it felt like, oh, is this really suffering? Because there's a lot of, like, painful things that people go through. Is this really, is this really how I would define my experience? And so when I went to the dictionary definition of suffering, it says, and it's, um, sorry, um, an experience or something to be subjected to that's bad or unpleasant, to be affected by or subject to. Um, and so when I look at it from that context of like, okay, yeah, that, that can define kind of some of my experience. Um, so uh, I'm going to share a little bit about my story. Um, so we have um, been kind of going through some hard things as a family. There have been just like kind of, it felt like a little crazy, just the things that had happened and the things that were going on. And I'm like trying to make sense of things. And my brain is like trying to, you know, compartmentalize it all so that we can get through it. And I'm like, 
what do we even do with this? Like, how do you even hold space for this? This is, like, kind of bad. And so in this season of, like, God asking me to share this with you, like, be, be very, like, n- know that this is not an easy story. This is not something that, like, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to tell everybody the story. So it's um, a time where our family has been struggling um, with relationships, um, sitting with grief. Um, we just moved. So on top of that, like, just normal chaotic life things kept piling up over and over and over and over. And so there was a day a couple of weeks ago, um, let's see, it was a week we were packing, and um, um, actually, I'll go back three weeks ago, three weeks ago, um, dealing with the information of what was going on with our family, I think this is why, is because I keep bumping the wire, is that what's happening? You guys, I'm sorry, hold on. So um, three weeks ago, we're sitting with this information, we're having to make decisions about kind of what our lives are going to look like, and we have a thing in our family that I do, we have family meetings and we talk about things. And so anytime we're kind of like going through a new thing or, you know, sensing the Spirit's direction or lead, we're like, what are we going to do? And so in these times, my kids are kind of rambunctious and a little nutty. Like, they're, they're, I call, I call my kids spicy kids, not because they're half Latino, just because they're, they're just spicy. They're sassy, they're sarcastic, they're, they're just spicy kids, right? But these really kind of cool things have happened in the midst of having these spicy kind of hard to parent kids, strong-willed, as I think Dobson would say, um, is in moments of difficulty, in moments of trauma, in moments where, um, things are really hard. I have seen these like really cool things come out of them. So about a year ago, um, we were praying through some stuff. There was like um, an opportunity that we had, and I was like, guys, where do we feel like the Spirit's leading us? Like, is this where we're supposed to go? Are we supposed to move? Are we supposed to do this? And we, as a family, made a decision like, no, this is where we're supposed to be. This is where our community is. This is where our people are. This is, and it wasn't just me. It was like my kids. So this new thing that came up and um, we had to make a decision about our house. We had to make a decision about, are we gonna stay in this house? Are we gonna you know, find somewhere else to live? What are, what are our plans? And it was so beautiful because we were um, over a dinner, over a meal, talking about this. We were probably playing Uno because we play a lot of Uno in our house. And, um, and the boys said, both of them said, whoa, this is something we really need to seek the spirit about. What? <laughs> like, like, who are you? Because I don't see this on an everyday basis. This is not something I see on an everyday basis. I usually see fart jokes and punching and, you know, stuff like that. But this was like, oh, God is really doing something here. And so in this process, we prayed. I, you know, I, I, I had a sense of kind of what I felt like we were, what direction we were supposed to go in. But I, I want to, I, when we make decisions, I want to make them as a family. I want to talk about them. I want to process with them. And so... Um, we all made a decision together about, you know, what our next steps were. So fast forward a few days from then, um, I had what I didn't know at the time. Um, I had this kind of like shock experience. Um, and so my body, there was a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff I was trying to process. And, um, I just started shaking, like shaking. It was at night after work and I'm shaking and I'm 
cold, like cold, cold. And I'm like, what's happening? What's happening? Why am I so cold? This is weird. This doesn't normally happen. I'm shaking, shaking, shaking. I can barely talk. Like, and the boys are freaking out. They're like, what's happening? You know, I'm a single mom. I'm alone. Um, what's happening? And I was like, I, I think I'm okay. I'm okay. I think I'm just really cold. I think I'm just going to get some hot packs. I'm okay. They're freaking out. We need to call 911. We need to call 911. We need to call 911. I'm like, guys, I really think I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm trying to be regulated as I'm talking so that they're not freaking out. But I'm kind of freaking out because I'm not usually this cold. And so their first go-to is like just to keep panicking, panicking, panicking. I'm like, guys, I'm okay. So I'm trying to calm them down as my body's just shaking, 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 shaking. I don't know what's happening. I'm trying to get warm. Um, and heater was on full blast. Like, I, I don't know what's happening. And so they're like, we need to call Aunt Trissa. We need to call Aunt Trissa. We need to call Aunt Trissa. And so they call my best friend, Trissa. <laughs> and Trissa, we don't know what to do. Mom won't let us call the emergency room. We don't know what to do. What to do. <clears throat> She's like, well, what is she saying, you guys? What is she saying? And she, they keep saying, she keeps saying she's fine, but she's not fine. She's shaking. And she's like, you guys need to trust your mom. You need to just trust your mom. And at this point, I didn't really kind of know what was happening. The next day in therapy, my therapist was like, do you think that maybe you were having a shock response to everything that was going on in your body? And like your body just couldn't hold it. And I was like, I didn't even know that that was a thing. Like, honestly, I didn't even know that that was a thing. I didn't. Um, and I'm a person that struggles with depression and anxiety. I've been unmedicated um, and have, a, like, a plan in place as far as, like, what, how I take care of myself. So I know the routine of how to take care of myself with exercise and diet and um, drinking lots of water and being in the Word. Like, I have a plan. So then my body was kind of overriding this plan that I had that had been working so well and trying to show me something's going on here, something's going on here, because I just didn't have capacity to really hold kind of what was going on. So um, so I felt like it was okay, processed that a little bit, was still processing the stuff that was going on, and then um, not last week, but the week before, I think, I'm getting my timelines mixed up, I was like, just really just a distinct sense of like what the Spirit was doing, of just like pressing into what God has for us and taking each next step, taking each day as it comes, not future planning, just taking things as they came. I did it again. Um, and so um, it was Monday. So it was the Monday before I had a Tuesday night meeting. And I, it was a meeting, we were, it was the last week of us being in our house and packing, packing, packing. And um, so that Monday morning, I was like, okay, I need to change my address. I need to, you know, there's some things I needed to do. So I went to change my address, but I didn't notice that I had accidentally gone to a fraudulent site. And so what ended up happening was I um, got both of my checking accounts cards closed. So I had no access to my cash because I'd gone to this fraudulent site. And then I got this text message that was like, we shut down your cards, we're sending you new ones. And I was like, oh, I need to change my address. And so I took a credit card to change my address because it costs like a dollar to change your address. And I have no debit cards at this point, so I have to use a credit card. And um, so I went to change my address, and then I realized, wait a minute, when you change your address and they send you new cards, they're not going to send them to the old address. They're going to send them to the new address, but then they won't deliver them because they're debit cards and they don't want them to get in faulty hands. And I'm like, seriously? Oh, my goodness. Like, they just prey on people that are in high-stress situations and moving. And so from there... This is on a Monday morning. I got a call from the school. My son had an injury, and I was like, oh, my goodness. He's, you know, it sounds like he's going to be okay. And then I was shutting down utilities, and there was, like, a $500 bill that I didn't know about because of, like, the 
equal pay thing. Well, if you leave before the summer, you end up having to pay whatever you used over the winter. And I'm like, yay, surprise. So then that day I was getting my car serviced. It was supposed to take an hour. It took two and a half hours. I'm sitting at the dealership. Don't judge me for going to the dealership. It's just easier. Um, but they come back to me and they're like, yeah, you actually need to get your brakes fixed right away. Cha-ching, there's another $500. Can you come back on Thursday? And I'm like, at this point, like, can we just add another thing? Can we just add a little cherry on top of this day? And I was just like, seriously, like, what the heck? And I, I had no more capacity at this point, and I just started laughing. Like, at this point, I'm like, let's just bring it. Let's just bring it. I was feeling very, you know, the movie Castaway, uh, Tom Hanks, and Lieutenant Dan, I think I'm getting this right, where he's on the boat, and he's, like, in the storm, and he's like, bring it, God. I did not think that God was bringing these things. Let me be very clear in my theology. I did not think that. But just that sense of, like, what's next, right? And so... I'm processing through this day. We're packing. Um, the move went relatively okay. Um, and mainly, here's why. Whoops, I went backwards. I'd been listening to this message on suffering in all of this process and all of this time and all of these things. I should have made that bigger. I'm sorry. Um, for those of you that may not be able to see it well. Um, and in this... In this message about suffering through Bridgetown, if you know this, it is so, you're nodding, I know you know about it. It's, it was one of the best series I've heard in my entire life. Like, it was so just well done. The first one was my favorite. It was so good. Anyways, um, God really used that message series to um, just really speak something to me. I think that sometimes in the faith that we get this sense of things should be good. I love Jesus. And my whole heart is for him and his kingdom. And life should be good. We have this expectation that we wish things should be easy. I need, my car's broken down. It should just be fixed. It should just be. We, and we, guys, that's really faulty theology. It's really faulty thinking about what, what scripture actually says. So in this process of living, listening to this series, um, one of the things that really stuck to me was like, I am not owed anything. I am not owed anything. And that part of our minds and our hearts that get stuck in believing that um, everything should be easy for us isn't true. John 16, 33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. This is a, a flat-out guarantee from Jesus' mouth. You will have trouble. You will have trouble. You will have trouble. You will have trouble. We are in charge of our response to that. But here's the beautiful thing. I have overcome the world. Uh, he has overcome the world. He has overcome the world. And if our heart and our minds and our bodies are attuned to what he says and what he has, there is goodness. Um, so in this series, 
God really um, did some ego work in me. Um, in realizing that the life that I dreamed of, the relationships that I dreamed of, the ministry, the children, the um, everything that I dreamed of, if it is not in him and in his dreams for me, and in his hope for me. I have to look at that. And I have to own that. Um, Romans 5, 3 through 5. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So in this season where my ego is kind of getting smashed down in a lot of really good ways, um, I have to hold on to the fact that these sufferings are going to produce perseverance. And perseverance, character, and character, hope even if I can't see it. Because sometimes, um, sorry, Taylor Swift lyric uh, from her song, Evermore. Um, she talks about, I know you're giggling, I know. And I was catching my breath, um, staring at an open window, catching my death. And she talks about how um, we rewind the tapes and all it does is pause to the very moment that all was lost. We have a tendency in suffering and to get to a space of despair, to get to a place where it just feels like all hope is lost. It feels like there's no, no way to get out of it. How do we even catch our breath? How do we even sit with this? How do, we, how do we even get out of it? And God is always there in his goodness with his hope. But part of that is a choice. It's not magic. It's not abracadabra, read the scripture, and this is how it, how it happens. It's not how it works. It's discipline. It's making a choice to say, this is painful, and this is hard, and I can't make sense of it. And, and I just keep rewinding all of these tapes in my mind of how I could have done better or what could have happened. But that the God is like, do not despair I have overcome the world. The other scripture that I was holding on to um, is Romans 8, 28, and all things God works for the good of those who love him. I had my kids memorize that when they were like three or four. <laughs> like, in all things God works for the good of those who love him. And they would say it over and over. They'd do the little arm gestures. Um, sometimes when we're saying it, though, it doesn't feel like that. So I'm going through my health situation and I'm doing the self-care and I'm reading the Bible and I'm reading the scriptures and I'm, I'm giving my heart to God and I'm saying, God, I just want to see your goodness. I want to see you working. And so we moved. And um, last week 
I had been feeling this sense that we were supposed to go to um, the Hermiston Vineyard. We had a ministry night there on Friday night. I had been feeling like we were supposed to go and I was supposed to bring my kids. That's nuts, I know. Because um, they're teenagers and they're boys and, you know. But I kind of was like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait. I'm going to kind of sense how I'm feeling in this, in this time because we had just moved. There was a whole bunch of stress going on. It was my son's 12th birthday. And those of you that know me know that birthdays are huge. They're huge. I've had these crazy blowout parties every year. It's a thing. It's my thing. And so um, <laughs> on Wednesday morning or Tuesday night, I talked to the boys and I was like, hey, you know, what are your thoughts about us going to Hermiston? It's this prayer thing. I used to do them when I was younger. Like, and we would go and we would pray for these churches and see what God does. And I just think it would be a really good experience for us to go and just go and um, all my son really wanted to do on his 12th birthday was go see Doctor Strange in the multiverse, or I'm not saying it right. And, oh, I will, not, I will not spoil it, but it was very, very dark. It was very, very, very dark. Dark for me, and yeah. So, um, so I was like, hey guys, how about this? How about we go to the ministry night? We're there for about an hour and a half. We're going to pray. I just think it'd be a really good experience for you guys to just be there. And like, if you feel like the spirit, you know, on the drive over, I'm like preparing them. Like, you know, God speaks to you too. And like, if you sense that the spirit is doing something, I would encourage you to be brave. Because here's the thing. Um, I'm going to go into these questions too. It has been my dream since before I had babies. I had dreams about having babies in my tummy and preaching. I had dreams about preaching and maybe having to grab my toddler during service because they were crazy or something. I just had these dreams of ministry and my children and having them be with me. And then you have kids. <laughs> it does not look like that. It's exhausting. <laughs> You're like, I have spit up all over me. And this one, you guys probably remember Abe when he was little. Like he was about one and a half in every family service. He was like a little monkey on me in the back, just like climbing all over me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just want to worship without my child climbing all over me. Because he, he, needed, he, needs, he needs touch. And so that didn't really happen the way that I thought. But I'm like, they're, they're almost 15 and 12. Like... Let's go have this ministry experience. I did not plan that I was going to have stinky teenagers in the car. I did not plan that they were going to be fighting. I did not plan that they were going to be begging to listen to their music and not the worship music that I was playing. All these little things, right? But I felt like it was worth it. So here's what happens. So we make this decision. We're going to stay the night. We're going to go watch Doctor Strange at the late night showing. And I text Dusty that morning to confirm that we were going to go. It's like 9.45 or something. I text him. And I'm like... I expect a, a certain amount of pushback and spiritual warfare and things. Um, I did not plan that that day I was going to go outside and find that three of my big boxes of books were left outside. And so when it rained, it destroyed three of my boxes of books. And I was like, I'm a book girl. Like most of you know that about me. Like I'm a book girl. And I like reread books and I take like different colored highlighters for what I learn each year. I'm kind of a, I'm, I'm a nerd. I'm sorry guys, I'm a nerd. Um, and I, I just, I had no capacity for it. I was like, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just gonna, I wanna get mad because I know who was taking the boxes inside and I wanna freak out at them. But I'm like, no, 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 no. It just is what it is. It's just destroyed books. I'm just not gonna freak out but I am going to cry. <laughs> so I just stood there crying over my books, just crying and crying and crying. And the boys were looking at me like, what's happening? What's happening? What do we do? What do we do? This is too much emotion. I don't know what to do. What do we do? My nephew's looking at me like, what's happening? What do we do? What do we do? So we're all three boys just standing there like, what do we do with all this emotion? And 
I was like, okay, it's just books, it's just stuff, I'm crying. And then um, since we've been in transition and moving, I am still trying to eat relatively well so that I'm taking care of myself. I had ordered salads on Uber Eats and all three of us got food poisoning. So you're in that point of like, really? 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 <laughs> like, I'm doing the healthy thing. I'm ordering the darn salad. I even ordered one for lunch the next day, which made me even more frustrated that I had to throw it away because that was wasted money, but TMI, sorry. Um, and I, you're at that point where you're like, I don't, I don't, you know, where you don't really know what, what's happening, if it's going to come out, where it's going to come out, and all three of us are sick. And here's what happened. <laughs> I got mad. I got mad. And here's why. No weapon formed against my family will prosper. I knew in that moment that we were all sick, <laughs> um, that it was for spiritual warfare. Maybe I should have saw that three weeks ago when all of this other stuff was going on, but I'm really not a devil behind the corner girl. Like, I don't just jump to conclusions every single time something bad happens. It's not, it's not good theology. Sometimes it's just we live in a broken world. We live in a broken world it, we, the, with the curse of sin. We live in a broken world. Things are going to happen. Cars are going to break down. Brakes are going to need to be replaced. But at this point, I knew from the minute that I said yes for my family to minister, that I said yes to this, that the enemy was mad and upset. And here's the thing that I held to at this point. Well, while I was in the bathroom getting very angry and sick, <laughs> I said, this is what I want for my life. I know it with every fiber in my being that this is what I want for my life. It wasn't aligned with the Spirit's leading, absolutely. Did I know that that was what God asked us to do and asked me to do? Yep. These are the things that I dreamed about. These are the questions I'm going off of the thing that came up. Um, these are the things that I dreamed about. These are the things that God stirred in my heart for my life, for my children's lives, um, and for the families that I engage with. Um, what are the things that he wants us to be about? And it's not being stuck in despair. And it's not being stuck in my suffering. And it's not saying, oh, we're just going to stay home because we got sick. Sometimes that happens, but sometimes you have to push through. And this was one of those times. I sensed distinctly, like, this is what we were supposed to do. This is what God said, and we were, and we were doing it. Um, and I just kept getting the scripture about no weapon formed against you shall prosper. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And I was like, okay, we're just going to keep doing this. Was it messy? Yes. Did we go to the Hermiston Vineyard and pray for people and have words for people and, ha and see God moving in a way that we wouldn't have if we had stayed home? Yes. Do I want that to be the legacy for my children? Yes. Will I fight with it? I will come at the enemy, Latina style, and take my earrings off and be like, let's go. Let's go. Because I am not going to sit back and say that all of the things in my life are hard and I'm going to hide behind it. No, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight because God had, has and is in the process of building a beautiful plan for my life. And a beautiful plan for my children's life and your children's life and your family and your husbands and, and your cousins and your nephews and your best friends that you've adopted as your family. All of those people that God is 
for you. He is for you. That nothing can get in the way of that. Nothing. Nothing. And it feels like that sometimes. Oh, I didn't plan this, but there's a scripture I'm just thinking of right now. Um, I'll look it up really fast. I might be off, but I'm just going to go with it. Um, it's in Isaiah. Oh, apparently I was reading that this week. Um, yeah, there's a, a scripture in Isaiah 54. You can go through it. But there is this part in there where it says, do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. You will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. For your maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. He is called the God of all the earth. The Lord will call you back. And there's a part in here. That's, yes. So here we go. It's in verse 7 in Isaiah 54, 7. It says, For a brief moment I abandoned you, but with deep compassion I will bring you back. In a surge of anger I hid my face for you, from you for a moment, but with everlasting kindness I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. So when we read this, when, when this is said, it's not that God actually abandoned us. That's not it. Because God's very clear in scripture that I will never leave or forsake you, right? This is the feeling of God abandoning us. The feeling that he had anger towards us. The feeling that he hid his face from us because he doesn't. It's very consistent in scripture that God says I will never leave or forsake you. Very clear. So when we read things like this and we have these deep feelings of suffering and these deep feelings of despair and we feel like all hope is gone, that God is saying, with everlasting kindness, I have compassion on you. He is for you. Um, the last thing I want to share before we go into worship. I'm on time. Wow. I didn't expect that. Sorry. Um, so Philippians 4, 8 through 9. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true... Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me and put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. So when I think about the legacy that I want for my children, and I think, and not just my children, but just really anybody that, that I'm in relationship with or that I encounter or whatever, is that I want, them, I want them to see Jesus in me. And I want to be intentional about building that. What are the things that God is calling you to build where you're at right now? And I think it starts with knowing that he's for you. And he sees you in those places where it's easier to check out sometimes. I'm a, I'm a parent. I know it's easier to just check out. It's easier to have a couple extra drinks sometimes. Y'all know that we all do that. Y'all know we watch too much television. Y'all know we're on games too much or whatever phone things. I don't, I'm not up to terms with phone games. But it's not just about our children, it's about the people around us too. 
We have to look at those things. And what do you want to do with this one precious life that you've been given? And do you want to fight with everything in you for the glory of God and his kingdom come? I think today that that's something that God is um, stirring in us. And so we're going to go into worship. And um, yeah, so let me pray over you. Um, so God, I thank you that you are a God that when it feels like all is lost, when we sit in suffering and in pain and in difficulty, that you are our glimpse of hope. Because you are all, all of our hope if we put our trust in you. So Holy Spirit, I just invite you to continue to do the work that you're doing today. Lord, greet us and meet us in worship. Can we see your face today? Can we see you in those places of pain? Can we see you um, in our loss? Lord, you um, you say in your word that you are close to the brokenhearted. And some of us, Mother's Day is a really hard day. Will you be near us, God, and greet us in worship? We're going to have the worship team come up. Today, I would just encourage you to just um, relax your body, relax your mind, and allow the Spirit to just greet you and meet you in worship today, that we could glorify Him, put Him first. guys want to stand up, we can get ready to worship, at least to start with, and then feel free to sit or dance or... <laughs> myself in sorry guys I just want to really encourage you to uh, if you can just close your eyes and just I want you to feel him I feel I'm praying for worship this morning um, he's here one thing I know is that he's here 
and he wants us to know it. So just close your eyes. Worship him. Raise your hands. Just let him come.
his face shine upon me be gracious to you lord turn his face toward you and give you peace lord bless you Yeah. 
your family and your children and your children and their children. you 
Thank you. 